Who are the biggest sleepers in the 2023 NFL draft and which ones might the Cowboys be interested in? All that and more in this episode of the Locked On Cowboys podcast. You are Locked On Cowboys, your locked daily Dallas Cowboys on. podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast locked Network, your on. team every day. Locked, 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 locked On. Locked on Cowboys. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We'd like to thank you for making us your first listen of the day. I am your host, Marcus Mosier. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. Joining me today, as always, is Landon McCool. Check him out on Twitter at McCoolBCB. Landon, we are officially one week away, and I got to say, we're going to be doing one of my favorite shows of the year uh, in just a second, but how are you doing today, sir? I'm doing well. You know, I'm I'm excited. Like you said, we're counting down the days. We're under, we're at a week now. Uh, By the time you guys are reading this podcast, we will be, you know, uh, a week away from being hours outside of the the first round of the NFL draft. Uh, So it's, you know, I I tweeted again yesterday, it's, it's grind time. It's like everyone's trying to race to the finish to see as many of these guys before, uh, you know, <laughs> football Christmas shows up yeah. and, and Santa comes in many cases, ruins all our dreams, but yeah. uh, <laughs> Can't wait. yeah, I'm excited. Uh, yeah. So today we're going to be doing some of our favorite sleepers yeah. in the 2023 draft. And with an eye of some of these guys could be potentially on the Cowboys radar. Uh, Landon, I've got three or four names I'm excited to get to, but who was the first sleeper that you want to talk about? Well, this one's a really deep one. Uh, this one's I, I, someone I've been talking to a couple of my buddies privately about, um, and and just you know someone I'm excited about. Uh, the, my first guy is nose tackle Calvin Avery from mm. uh, Illinois. Yeah. Uh, this is a guy who got kind of on my radar uh, when I was watching uh, Joe Tipman uh, at Wisconsin. Right, big, strong center. Um, you know, Big Twelve faced a lot of you know tough defenses and at one point i watched the illinois tape and despite tipman kind of going through ohio state and michigan and you know handling a lot of these teams in in the big 12 just fine he really struggled with a big kind of sloppy nose tackle from illinois and 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 that kind of made me dig deeper kind of forgot about the name for a while and then saw that the Cowboys potentially may be interested in, in Calvin Avery. So I think because he's a Dallas day guy, if I'm not yeah, mistaken. Yeah. Um, so I t- took a look, you know, I, I really liked him. He's six, one, three, 45. So this yeah. guy is, yeah. this guy is a nose tackle only. All right. He was, he's three forty five, but he had a 30 and a half inch vertical, which mm. is, that's pretty impressive. And he mm-hmm. ran, uh, uh, a, uh, a five flat uh, short shuttle, which again at three forty five is not terrible. So uh, I thought he was shorter with thick everything. I mean, he just looks thick all over the place. Is exploding. He's uh, he's like you said, he's six one, but he he almost doesn't look that just because he's so wide. Uh, he's got incredibly powerful hands. Vice grips will throw people around. You know, he, like I said, he's battle tested. This is the thing about him, right? He played against uh, uh, Tipman. He played against Schmitz. He played against Olo mm-hmm. and Tommy uh, all in one year. So this, like, he played against like three of the top seven centers in this draft this season, and and probably played against a couple more of them the previous seasons. 
Um, it just has a lot of experience. Good lateral movement for a guy who's 340 pounds. Uh, you know, I think he has a little bit of pass rush upside that can be developed eventually, but he's he's basically a run stopper at this point, especially at his size. I think he's sort of a bowling ball nose tackle, but I, I really liked him. I think the Cowboys took a look at him because he was uh, was he an Arlington Mart project prospect? I can't remember, but he's he's local to Dallas. Uh, and I think he could be an interesting guy that, you know, I don't know if he gets drafted. I don't know if, if uh, especially if he does, got, it's like six, seventh round, right? Yeah, exactly. He's, he's sort of one dimensional in the sense that he's, you know, he's a run stuffing nose tackle and you're going to have to develop any kind of pass rush there. Uh, but I think for a guy that, you know, for this kind of position that gets drafted low, here's a guy that could get undrafted or drafted in the sixth or seventh round, but still, despite that may actually play some snaps for the Cowboys yeah. uh, if things worked out. I won't be surprised if this is one of the guys the Cowboys prioritize is like a UDFA, right? Yeah. You know, just, hey, we think you could maybe fill, fill a role, come in and compete with Quentin Bohana for that yeah. kind of second nose tackle job. So I I think that's a really good call. I think that's that's where you want to take a shot on like big school nose tackles that maybe don't have elite production, but have a lot of big game experience. Yeah, and, and like he has traits that are already well developed. I think that there are limitations to his game. This isn't a guy that is like a uh, a project that you have to like get a bunch, uh, you know, develop a bunch in certain areas in order to get him on the field. Like I think you could put him, you know, in the middle of a of a defensive line on first down, and he could hold his own, you know, a, 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 in certain situations. He's not going to be dynamic. He's not going to be a top player for you, but he could be a useful player right away, despite being a lower draft or not drafted pick. Yeah. All right. Let's. Uh, I'll get to my first one. I'm going to try to kind of work my way from the highest potentially drafted guy down to the lowest. So the, that's good because I'm working. I'm working the opposite funny. way. So yeah. we'll meet in the middle there. Yeah. Uh, JL Skinner, a safety from Boise yeah. State, and listen, watching safeties, especially in this class, is not fun. I I, I don't recommend it. It's really boring to do that. Uh, but the only reason that I kind of know this player is because of the Senior Bowl. He was awesome during the week of the Senior Bowl. Uh, but at the end of practice during the game, I don't remember now, he tore his pec. And he has not been able to do anything pre-draft. No combine, no pro day. Kind of leaving the Senior Bowl, I thought that was somebody who could be drafted in the third round. But now because of the injury, because of not doing anything, I won't be surprised if he's a fourth or fifth round pick. Uh, but Skinner from Boise State, listen, he fits everything that Dan Quinn wants. 6'4", 210 pounds with 32-inch arms. Uh, he played in the box mostly yeah. for Boise State. Yeah. He played in the slot. And he's just one of these guys that I won't be surprised that, hey, he's available in the fifth round. We have a 2-3 grade on him. Let's take him in. We know we don't really need safeties, but he's got a bunch of special teams snaps before. Maybe you put him on NFI. And we see where we're at in November and December. A potential curse replacement if you yep. need it, right? Yep. Like the idea is you get him in, develop. We have a couple of these guys already, but I think this guy has a little bit better pedigree than some of those other folks. Uh, simply and and look, uh, Will McClay will sign off immediately simply because he went to Boise State. So Dan Quinn didn't have to do well, much of a still job there for sure. And, and I, you also have to remember with their safeties, they're in fantastic shape right now. Yep. But J. Ron Curse entering the final year of his deal, right. and he was hurt last year. Malik Hooker also entering the final year of his deal, and we know his injury history. So if you can get a guy in the fourth, fifth round that you think could potentially be a starter you know, a year from now, I think that's a, a fantastic pick. 
Yeah, I agree. And, and I think that that's, you know, drafting a year ahead to, in order to develop into a, a guy that can take over that spot. That's very Cowboys. So there's lots of uh, synergy there yes. combined with the the physical body type, the obviously the school and the kind of value yep. that you get for that sort of player. All right, Landon, let's get to your next sleeper after this. I want to tell you about Built Bar. Something is exciting is coming to Built.com on April 22nd. I don't I don't, I can't tell you all the details yet, but the excitement is real, and it's something that you're not going to want to miss. If you know how Built works, they have the absolute most incredible protein bars. Uh, they have got the best flavors, and they've got you know some limited qual- quantity stuff that pops up every now and then. So mark your calendars. Head to Built.com on Saturday, April 22nd to see uh, what all the hype is about. I can't wait to tell you and show you what the new flavor is. Make sure you use promo code LOCKDOWN15, and you'll get 15% off your order. Again, LOCKDOWN15, and you'll get 15% off your next order. Thank you for making Lockdown Cowboys your first listen every day. Every day or tomorrow on the show, we're going to answer your Twitter questions. So please make sure that you send those in. Uh, you can send them to me at Marcus underscore Mosier. All right, Landon, who is your next sleeper? Okay, so uh, my next guy is someone that we've talked briefly about, but I wanted to get in a little bit deeper, and that's linebacker D. Winters from TCU. Yeah, uh, I think he's a guy that, you know, just if you look at what the Cowboys have kind of drafted at the end of the the, the rounds these last few years, they've looked towards, you know, filling out their special teams uh, uh, units. They've looked towards trying to find guys that are useful for their game day roster, right, that, that can be mm-hmm. – bottom of the roster reserves but also incredibly key special teams players and i think d winners is one of this guy another guy that you know eligible for da- draft uh dallas day d uh he was a tcu guy he's he uh, you know he reminds me a lot of of these kind of linebackers that the cowboys have trended to these last few years right like i mean we, we've talked about what they were going to do what what the kind of plan is for uh for someone like uh, Devin Harper, right? And mm-hmm. and 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 this is guy. Basically, the idea is you draft this guy with him. Be, the idea of him being a year behind Devin Harper, right? Mm-hmm. Harper, you hope this year takes a little bit of a step, maybe you know not to the starting lineup, but maybe you're considering him as a guy that's part of a rotation, the back end, your linebacker, and then being a key special teams player. Winners is a guy you bring in, and he starts out where Harper was. You 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 get him, make sure that he is a you know four four club. A special teams player he can he can be in every single one of those rooms he's a key contributor to whatever bones needs on that side while you're still trying to develop him as a linebacker because here's the thing as a linebacker he's a little bit undersized he's got some speed but he doesn't have great length he's not great at taking on blocks so he will struggle in some of those run situations he mm-hmm. doesn't quite have uh the instincts that you would like for an undersized linebacker to kind of come in and thrive. That's why we're talking about him as I would say, you know, six, fifth. Yeah. I think fifth, sixth round pick. Yeah. uh, As opposed to a, you know, middle round guy. Uh, But that kind of speed uh, and that kind of, uh, you know, uh, you know, he's a team captain. He was, he's just, he's just really well liked that kind of, you know, do everything. And he played a ton of special team snaps, you know, at, at TCU. That's why there's a lot of interest here. Those guys are really valuable bottom of the roster players who can kind of fill a role uh, on every special teams. And then, you know, if there's an injury, he he can come in on a nickel down situation and be a very fast run and hit linebacker and he won't get you killed if he's on the field. 
feels very much like the Devin Harper, but just a better football player. By yeah, like, he's just so much more advanced in terms of actually playing linebacker than Devin Harper. But if you can get a guy that could be your fourth linebacker in the fifth or sixth round and help out on special teams, I think that's a that's a fantastic pick. Yeah, and, and I mean, it's, it just makes a lot of sense. And I think. You know, specifically, we know that Bones Fossil went to the TCU Pro Day. You know, obviously, it could have been to work out some of the kickers and punters there. But I, I, I do have to wonder if he wasn't getting a, a good hard look at D yep. winners as well. Yep. All right. Let's stick with linebackers because this is probably my favorite sleeper of the class. Isaiah Land from Florida mm-hmm. A&M. Now, you might remember Florida A&M from last year when the Cowboys signed Marquise Bell as an undrafted free agent. They gave him a ton of money. I think Land is a better prospect, to be honest. Um just a little bit of background stuff. He didn't play any sports up until a junior in high school. He was on the JV team as a junior. Uh, and then he made the switch from receiver to defensive end his senior year. Played linebacker with uh, your guy, uh, Owen Papo from, uh, mm-hmm. from Auburn. They were on the same high school team. Coming out of high school, he was 170 pounds. Okay, wow. 170 pounds playing defensive wow. end. He goes to Florida A&M. It's the only school uh that would would take him and did, did not... he do well there did he do well there at florida a&m well the first three years no he didn't do anything the first year three years mm-hmm. but the last two years he had 26 and a half sacks and 37 tackles for a loss in the final 20 games so super super productive he goes to the senior bowl and he grades out as the highest graded pass rusher in practice and the games at the senior bowl you can actually watch him have some rushes against Darnell Wright, who is playing right tackle. Um, now he's small. He's 6'4, 235 pounds, and he ran a 4.62, which is fine, but he can bend, man, and he can get around the edge, and he is just so twitchy and bendy. I think he's the type of guy that you draft in the sixth, seventh round, you sign him as an undrafted free agent, you get him in an NFL weight room because that's a pretty big gap, you know, jump from Florida A&M to the Dallas Cowboys, for example. And in 2024, maybe you have a 248-pound head rusher that can really get after it. Yeah, I mean, you know, these these are the kind of guys that that you pay your scouts for, right? The the kind of guys that have the body types that maybe just aren't developed to where they should be to get on everybody's radar quite yet. Uh, The guys that uh, truly could be better pros than they were college players. Yeah. so I, I like it. I mean, I, I certainly remember when you when you started talking to talking about him. The production is just absolutely well, off the charts. There, twenty twenty one, he started eleven games. He had twenty five uh, and a half tackles for loss and nineteen sacks. <laughs> We're actually going to talk about somebody a little bit later who had who had even more production. Yeah, but this guy has more NFL traits than the other guy we'll talk about. But I do think, man, this is somebody with some real. NFL potential here in the right system. And we know that Dan Quinn's not afraid to play undersized edge rushers. I kind of like Isaiah Lamb. Yeah. I mean, I, I think, I think he's a, uh, uh, sounds like a guy that you get later on, you see if you can develop those traits and that's the sort of athleticism that like he could probably find uh, uh, some usefulness on special teams as well. Oh, gosh, right? yeah. While, while yes. he's, while he's yes. kind of developing. Yeah. Uh, that again, we're going to harp on these that kind of thing, but that's that's what they're looking for when they when you're talking about later in the round draft picks. They're they're trying to fill needs here, uh, and and they are willing to to kind of invest in you to 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 develop the on field defensive yep. or offensive skills yep. if you can make some hay on special teams, which allows them to get you on the game day roster. 
All right, I've got two more left, Landon. Uh, but why don't you go ahead and give us your next one? Okay, so I've gone. I've only got one left, so we'll, we'll okay. I'll go, and then you can double dip. Okay. For me, this guy is uh, well, it's Braden Willis. He's a tight end from OU. Stole that one. Yeah, that's a good one. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't. No, that's all right. I didn't have him on my list. This is good. Well, I mean, you, you should have known better, man. He, he took fullback snaps, so he's clearly <laughs> in my in my wheelhouse. Um, and listen, I, I love you guys to death. I love my followers so much because this guy, people won't stop sending me <laughs> the clips of this guy and, and to, to look at him. Uh, and I think that th- there's there's a good reason, right? Like this guy to me, I was thinking about it last night. He is the tight end version of Roshan Johnson, Absolutely. right? This nope. is a former high school quarterback. So he has a lot of experience holding on to the ball. Similar played some wildcat quarterback for OU, similar to the way Roshan Johnson did at, at Texas. Except this guy's a tight end. Uh, he's a fullback. He's an H back. He's, he's definitely more of a move tight end. He's just simply not big enough to play inline tight end at a regular basis. He's six, three and a half. He's only like, he's just over 240 pounds. He's got decent arm length for a guy who's 6'3", but he's not, you know, he certainly isn't uh, overpowering people with his length. Uh, just an incredibly willing blocker. And, and, yep. I, and, and I think the mentality part is really what I, I compare the Roshan Johnson to. He's, you know, he gets described as the, the alpha dog team leader on this team. He's described as the, the tip of the spear for the offense. I mean, they, they had a lot of other more talented players on this offense, but Braden Willis was the guy that was like the leader for the whole team. Uh, and, and, and again, another guy with, I think, 800 plus special team snaps last year, yeah, yeah. Um, just you can play on every all four, all four, uh, you know, kind of sections of the special team that you need him to. And, and I just these are the kind of guys that you target, right, that have some value that can give you some kind of value on offense and defense and then can be key special teams players like right away. These are the kind of guys that 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 get drafted later on that maybe aren't dynamic players, but they're useful and on game day, these are the kind of lifeblood that help you operate on a game-to-game basis. I love him because you, you can see him as a Wildcat quarterback. Yep. You can see him as a single back. He's lined up as a tight end. You can see him out in the slot. You can see him out wide. Like, he just did everything for everything. Oklahoma. Yeah. And it seemed like in some of the big games, he was the guy that was making a clutch catch on third and seven, or he was making a big block. That's a guy that I absolutely think has a draftable grade. In fact, that's somebody I want Dallas to target on day three. I think it's a great pick. Uh, you know, he look, he, he I, they didn't get a 40 time for him. I don't imagine that he was terribly fast, but somehow he also had the longest reception in, in, in for OU this year for 78 yards. Yeah. Uh, he's just, he's not, uh, he's not going to like, you know, create a bunch of space as a route runner. I think he, I think he can run routes. Okay. But he's just a guy that, if you if you needed him to kind of sit in a zone or find an open spot to be an outlet reception or run a Texas route from the fullback position or split out wide or motion yep. across and run simple routes and get open and, and catch a tough pat at a, a catch point, you know this guy could do that. Plus, dig out a defensive end if you need him to seal off a linebacker on, on a on a split zone. He could just do a little bit of everything. And again. Those are the guys that you need on the back end of your roster when you're yeah. assembling your game day rosters. I think if he hits his absolute upside, you could get like a Delaney Walker type of that's, player in the NFL. That's who I keep thinking about too, right? He's 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 kind of a tight end. You, you will use him as a tight end in certain spots, but if you try to use him exclusively as an inline tight end, you're really missing the point. Yep, absolutely. All right, I've got two more. We'll get to them after this break. 
All right, Landon, we've got two guys left. One of these is a really deep sleeper. The other one oh, uh, is somewhat known. But let's let's start with uh, the guy that I think has a draftable grade, Jake Witt from Northern Michigan. Now, I need a little bit of time to explain the story. So <laughs> he was a wide receiver in high school playing eight-man football, but he was really a track guy, okay? Went to Michigan Tech. I know these are schools that none of us have ever heard of, but Michigan <laughs> Tech to wow. play – basketball stopped playing basketball in 2019 uh didn't do anything in 2019 didn't do anything in 2020 2021 he transferred to uh northern michigan played nine games at tight end okay but he ended up getting so big that he couldn't play tight end anymore so he moved to right tackle and then last year he moved to left tackle uh and he was pretty decent now the reason we're talking about him is because of the size and athleticism 6'7", 302, with 10-inch hands, 80-inch wingspan, running a 489 40-yard dash. Okay, wow. So a 6'7 guy running sub 4'9. The Cowboys drafted Matt Walesko last year from, was that North Dakota, I believe? He's yeah. probably two years behind where Walesko is at right now. But it's another one of these rare athletes who track and field basketball wide receiver tight end that you sign and who knows three years down the road, maybe you get a starting offensive tackle. Yeah. This is like an offensive line project, a coach yep. project, right? It's like you draft, he, he, he asks you to draft one of these guys and then he kind of works on them for a couple of years to try to, you know, form as a left tackle out of, out of clay, essentially. By the way, 37 uh, inch vertical, 10, three broad jump. Wow. 37 inch vertical. Yeah. So that's a six, crazy. seven guy with a 37 inch vertical. So that that's, that's, that's why if he gets drafted, it's not because of his play on the field. It's because no, strictly no. of the athleticism. Yeah. And, and look, I mean, those guys are, are the projects you, you have certain amount of these guys that, you know, you, you are, you know, are going to be your weekly game day inactives. Right. And, and, and this is the kind of guy that if you wanted to like get a project and if he showed you something in training camp, offensive linemen are valuable, you know, yeah. just like, just like quarterbacks, not quite like that, but tackles are about as close as you're going to get. If you can find a cheap one in development and develop it, 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 it's a huge boon to your, to your cap and to your yep. long-term development and, 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 and cap space. So, yeah, finding these guys and then getting something out of them. Right. Uh, it's it. Th- those are those are dart throws that are worth throwing. Gambling on trades, right? That's yep. that's. There's not very many six, seven, three hundred pound guys walking around that can have a thirty-seven inch vertical and run <laughs> in the four no. eight. That's 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 why we're talking about them. The last one is somebody who was actually at the East West Shrine game, who I saw some of the tape of, uh, and I actually didn't know the Cowboys had interest until he literally dm me and said he was a 30 visit which is always kind of fun that's uh, fun more of that guys please yeah please yeah. keep telling us if you're if you're a 30 visit for the cowboys please <laughs> and you're listening to this know. podcast yeah yeah uh caleb murphy from ferris state so uh, ferris <laughs> state I, ferris state i mean that's that's a name right there if you've heard of ferris state then you're an everydayer i'm sure yeah uh it was the cliff harris award winner in the yeah. 2022 season now here's the reason why he's an edge rusher uh, 6'3", 263 pounds, ran a 4.81, which is slow, but it's whatever. Mm. 39 tackles for a loss. Again, this is just in 2022. 39 <laughs> tackles for a loss and 25 and a half sacks. I mean, just production. How many, like, how many games crazy. did he play? Like uh, 25 15, games? 15. Wow. 
Yeah. Uh, the year before that, only played 14 games. Uh, this numbers were modest. 21 and a half tackles for loss, 14 and a half sacks. Oh. Um, you are getting like an all-time great sack producer who has NFL athleticism. And you just never know, right? Like yeah. you, this guy didn't look out of his element at the East West Shrine game. You never know. Bring him in, and if he can produce against, you know, Matt Will Let's Go and Josh Ball and some of your other backup tackles, maybe you have something. Yeah, you know, I, again, similar to what we just discussed, these guys, especially positions like corner and defensive end, and, and in some ways tight end, you know, the, you're you're relying a lot on athleticism. You can bet a lot on athleticism and find ways to kind of develop that. And then it's just about time and about how quickly yep. you can get that curve, you know, kind of flattened so that they learn enough to get on the field. And then that's when their real education begins. Right. Yep. Uh, for a guy like this who played at a, uh, you know, <laughs> I mean, such a small, a small school, school. fair. Uh, yeah. I don't even know that small school is a fair estate is to call it a small school is not fair to small schools. Yes. Uh, yeah. So for him to kind of take, that sort of jump. I mean, obviously it helps that to see him at the East West Shrine game. I mean, otherwise it'd be just an impossible projection. Uh, but I think, you know, the main problem for this guy is, is going to be, you know, the main struggle for him is going to be getting over and getting used to the, the speed change, which is just going to be drastic, you know, just incredibly drastic. So uh, I, I, once he gets over that, you start to see what kind of player you have in mind. And, yep. and, you know, look, if he's able to produce, <laughs> At a fifty percent rate of what he produced in college, uh, yep. you're going to have a, a Pro Bowl player or a borderline Pro Bowl player a couple of years from now. He had seven sacks in one game. Seven. <laughs> uh, pretty insert, pretty insert, impressive. Insert your Chaz Green jokes here. You yeah, know. yeah. I, I get forty sacks in twenty nine starts in college. It's pretty productive. That's pretty. Cool. So we'll see. Probably not going to get drafted, but somebody that I won't be surprised if the Cowboys sign as UDFA. And we get to see him a lot in training camp and a lot yeah. in the second, third preseason game. So just somebody else to keep an eye on. That is it for today's show. Thank you guys for tuning in. As always, you can download the podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Check us out on YouTube. Remember, tomorrow we're going to be answering your Twitter questions. So please send those in. You can follow Landon on Twitter at McCoolBCB. I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier. We'll see you guys next time.